SC-1138 is all clear and clanker free. This is Clone Army Radio. What's up, Clone Army? We're back again, and we're calling this episode What We Missed and Other Stuff. We're about Tuesday um, before the newest episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. It's Wednesday. Oh. As per usual, I am CT5555s, also known as Fives. And as per usual, I am here with my co-host, CT4444. Also known as Fours Life. Right on. I think I used too many fours. I don't know. Yeah, it's four fours. I think I did five. But aren't you Arc Trooper Fives? Just curious on that. Um, I mean, it depends on where we are in the timeline. I mean, I could yeah. still just be a rookie or a cadet or an Arc Trooper, you know. Or, it, yeah, it fluctuates. I'm definitely a CT four 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 four. No, as far as I know, <laughs> that works. All right. Um, so we are about midweek, few days before the next episode of The Mandalorian, and uh, we had a few things we wanted to touch on, and we wanted to touch on it a few days ago, but we were out on a mission helping the Jedi, and. Uh, we just got a break. So fours, um, I guess for starters, you about ready for uh chapter twelve of the of the Mandalorian? I am ready for chapter twelve, but uh I'm still not done talking about chapter eleven. Right. Um, a couple things we missed here. Um mainly the uh the director, Bryce Dallas Howard, coming in to direct her second episode of The Mandalorian. Right. So I think in the beginning I was watching the I was I didn't know who the director was when I was watching. So but then I watched it and I see the um the razor crest coming in through the atmosphere and I'm like, where have I seen that? I've seen this before somewhere. Mm. You know, and after we were done, you know, I go on IMBD and you go to see Bryce Dallas Howard, who is the daughter of Ron Howard. So Ron Howard directed a, um Apollo thirteen. And you could almost have like a shot for shot comparison of the Razor Crest going down and Apollo 13 coming through the atmosphere. So I think it's a nod to her, to her dad and, and some of the work that he's done. And if she's, she's pulling off some of the same looks and everything, there's the sky's the limit for her. Cause Ron Howard's an excellent director. Yeah. He is. Some, some great movies. Uh, one being a uh, solo. So it only paves the way for uh, for Bryce to uh, to maybe take on her own Star Wars feature film in the future or, or, or series or, or whatnot. If she's directing them now, they're probably just getting her ready. Right, yeah, maybe a little grooming, getting her into the Star Wars mode. Right. Very cool. Just to touch on a couple of those things, I didn't notice, like, I don't know if I've ever actually seen Apollo 13. So when I was watching the ship, going down i i was i had battlestar galactica on my mind 
season three of Battlestar Galactica when uh, Adama's dropping down, dropping the Battlestar down into New Caprica to launch the Vipers for a rescue mission. Like, that's totally okay. what I was seeing. And with uh, Katie Sackhoff being in that episode, that's kind of where my mind was. But obviously, I was not right on that, but still very cool. I like that she's giving her her dad a nod to one of his movies. And I think I'm going to check that movie out, Apollo 13. I, I don't know. I I don't think I've ever seen it. It's a little older, right? Yeah, it's a little older. It's probably like late 90s, maybe early 2000s. Okay. In that in that range. Okay. Um, yeah, Tom Hanks is in it, so oh no, going to be yeah, it's going to be good, right? <laughs> yeah, Tom Hanks is pretty awesome. Um, Bill Paxton is in it too. Oh, it came out in '95. Oh wow! So, there you go. Many many years ago. Um, the other thing oh. I wanted to say was uh oh, go ahead. Oh, it's a trio. It's a it's a dynamic trio here. You got Tom Hanks, Bill Paxton, and Kevin Bacon. Oh my gosh! Oh, come on. <laughs> Well, Kevin Bacon and, and Bill Paxton have been in, you know, thousands of movies. <laughs> right. Bill Paxton was awesome. You can always play the Kevin Bacon game. Right. Yeah, I guess the other thing that, that I was going to mention about, about Bryce Dallas Howard was I wasn't a huge fan of, of the Sanctuary episode last season. It's for, right. for, for me, it was the, the Frog Lady episode of this year. It just didn't really do much for me. Um, there were cool parts in it, of course. But but while saying that, I, I think it was directed extremely well. And when I found out that Ron Howard's daughter directed it, I was like, oh, no way. She's She's got a lot of talent. She's, she's really good at acting. I've seen her. I mean, the one that stands out is Jurassic World, and I thought she was awesome in that. But But to see her directing and directing Star Wars, and like you said, Ron Howard directing Solo, I don't know. Could be interesting maybe to see those two team up to do a feature film. Yeah, that'd be Father great. Father-daughter situation. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe solo, too. There's rumblings of uh, potential uh, uh, another solo movie coming out. So, Or working on another solo movie. So nice. maybe that's part of the story that they can tackle. You know, I'm all for it. I think they're both extremely talented. Oh, and then Ron Howard goes way back with the whole George Lucas tree, you know, coming out, acting in um, American Graffiti. Right. So, I mean, if anyone's roots are, are 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 embedded in George Lucas' lore, I mean, it's it's Ron Howard and and now family. So, so she probably grew up meeting George Lucas and oh um, yeah, hanging out with him and getting some inside info. And she's definitely in the family. So that's that's pretty cool. That is really cool. So, yeah, uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you, and it sort of touches on what you had mentioned on uh, last Friday about Luke Skywalker. Do you think, like, just obviously this is speculation, but do you think we'll see Luke Skywalker or hear his name at all in the Mandalorian series? Not necessarily this season, but at some point. Yes, I do. (laughs) You do? Yeah. I think there's no way you can't. Uh, He's alive. He's doing his thing at post Return of the Jedi. I think trying to rebuild the the order at probably or looking for force sensitive people and I don't know I don't know how see if he does see we don't we don't know because if he, he if he teams up with it like a baby Yoda I'm just fast forwarding 
I mean, they're going to be linked together, and we don't see him in the um, we don't see a baby Yoda in the the, the sequels or right. uh, the sequel movies here. So, unless but, they could, yeah, unless they completely rewrite things. <laughs> I mean, completely rewrite things, or I mean, that's uh, how many is it a thirty year gap between Jedi and the Force Awakens? Yeah, I mean. That could be a lot. A lot of things could happen in that time, you know. But, but I guess some things have already been written into canon for it, you know, for that time period. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe Baby Yoda doesn't make it out of the the Mandalorian series. We don't know. We don't know. We don't. That's what's great about this series is we don't we don't know where these characters end up because we have no we have no future stories of them being involved or or previous so right also it's it's a big galaxy so many things could be going on at at the same time i I know what i'm trying to say i just can't get the words out uh you know maybe maybe he knows of baby yoda luke and and maybe ahsoka has something to do with building another jedi order somewhere across the galaxy I mean, obviously, this is all just what if, but, you know, what if Luke is somehow in contact with Ahsoka at some point and he's like, maybe we need another another group of Jedi somewhere else in the galaxy in case stuff doesn't work out here. I don't know. There's just there's so many uh, uh, possibilities. If Ahsoka still wants to be involved with the Jedi. So where I'm at at the Clone Wars, she just got kicked out. So, I don't know. I haven't watched Rebels to see where she, where she what she thinks of the Jedi. But to me, it's going to be a pretty tall order for her to like. At this point, in my knowledge of her, it's going to be a pretty tall order for her to join the Jedi and want to continue that whole Jedi way of life. Because, as we know, it's not a hundred percent. It's corruptible, I guess. Yeah which kind of leads me to something else I was going to ask you when obviously we know it's going to happen when we have, we know that at some point this season, uh, Din Djarin is going to find Ahsoka, you know, what, what you just mentioned kind of falls into what I wanted to ask you. Who's to say Ahsoka wants to have anything to do with baby Yoda. Do you th- obviously, I guess it's more speculating, but I mean, for all we know, he could show up with Baby Yoda. Anything can happen, really. He doesn't know if he can trust a Jedi from the stories that he's been told. She's not really a part of the Jedi Order, as far as we know. What what is she? Okay, it two. It's a two parter. What do you th- What do you think could happen when he shows up there? And do you think that Din Djarin, Din Djarin could just drop off baby Yoda after becoming pretty much a father to this kid. I don't, yeah, I don't think he, he just drops him off and goes about his business. I don't think he can anymore. Right. Um, I think he's definitely attached to the child and, and wants to see the child grow up, make sure he's not in danger, make sure no one's coming after him. So I don't think, I think he, 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 he definitely like lets the child be babysat while he goes and takes care of business. 
but I don't think he'll ever um, be away from the kid as far as long-term time. Or else, you know, why take the kid under your wing if he's not going to be completely enveloped by the child and, and wants to, like, make sure Moff Gideon is taken care of and or the Empire is completely done with, with them. So I mean, he's got to be in total safe hands for him to like walk away. Right. And, and then, right. And then, and then what if Ahsoka doesn't want anything to do with the child? Um, I don't know. I don't think she's like that. Unless this, this, I'm only can only go by, um, the cartoons where she's still a little younger. So maybe depends on what happened to her. She's obviously survived order 66. So, She's definitely not considered a Jedi enough to go searching for, unless she's been, unless she had a whole big battle trying to save her life afterwards. Who who knows? I guess we'll find out. But uh, I don't I don't see her t- turning away the, the child because the child's innocent, you know, like all children. So there's no there's no I don't think there's any like animosity towards the child. So right. Yeah, and and she seems uh, she's always been like pure a pure uh, character to where I would I would think that she would want to at least help out in some way. Maybe right. What that is, I I don't know. Um, something that popped into my head just now, though, when you were talking, is what if he never gets Baby Yoda to Ahsoka? You know, I'm just, again, playing that what if on their way to where Ahsoka is, say Moff Gideon somehow has been tracking them and and takes baby Yoda somehow. And and maybe Din Djarin has to have Ahsoka help him get baby Yoda back. Oh, like 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 a rescue mission? Something, you know, like, hey, you know, this this uh, child is, is part of your sorcery sorcerer species as he, I think refers to, you know, and, and he's been taken by the empire. I think that would get Ahsoka moving. Yeah. Um, she knows, she knows what she knows all about the dark side of the force. Um, we're, we're kind of trying to, we're kind of getting into the whole same storyline as the sequels. Um, it depends on where she's at. If she's like a, like a Luke type, he won't budge. She won't budge from where she's at, you know, like, like the, uh, we saw, oh, yeah. if she's bitter, uh, in, uh, and afraid to cause a ruckus, she won't, she won't budge from where she's at. She won't. But if she's anything like she was in the cartoons where she was, all about helping on anybody who needed help, you know, be it like random people that she encounters. She's always good at, I don't know. She was in that insurgency. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She was with those younglings in the, in those one episodes where they're being hunted. Oh um, yeah. By the Trandosians. Yeah. I mean, she's good at like getting in line and, and, uh, and getting to work when she's got a cause and I haven't seen season seven yet, but I'm sure there's so far. She just popped up in this one episode. I've been, I just started watching. So she meets, um, 
what's her name? She's like a mechanic. Tara? Kara? I I don't remember to be honest. I know I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember the name. Right. Well, um she 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 befriended her real quick. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't seem to be the type that pushes people away. But we don't know where she's at. She's been missing she's been gone for a while, so Right. Depends um, on what state she's in. So not to jump into a whole different topic, we'll save it for another time really, but you finished the Bad Batch episodes? Yep. I got the Bad Batch done. So Oh yeah. We got uh we got one of our favorites back. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yes. I yeah, I was like it was good to see him back, Echo. Mm-hmm. And uh good to see where he what he does with the Bad Batch. So he he joins the Bad Batch then? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Right? Yeah, that was that was so cool. Like, Dude, no, go ahead, you finish. Oh no, I I was just gonna say, you know how you saw his his helmet kind of laying in the in the dust after that blast, and and I felt like you kind of thought that was weird, and we talked about it for a minute um, a few weeks ago. But I'm sitting here, and I'm like, man, just wait, dude. Just wait. <laughs> At least you get to see you know, one of your characters come back. Yeah, that was awesome. And that's cool. Rex was sitting there looking at the um, the Domino Squad picture mm-hmm. and talking about Heavy and Fives and Echo, missing him. Yeah. And, and he's like, I, I know he's, he's still alive. So, that was cool. He's kind of like, he was. He looked, he looked really bummed out and Cody was like trying to talk to him to get him out of that mode. Right. And then here comes these new guys, these the Bad Batch. Man, those guys are cool. Right. <laughs> uh, like you said, Vibes, um, you compared them to like 1980s action stars. That was good. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Dude. And in the first episode, I don't know if you noticed, um, inside the gunship, it was all like that red lighting. And it just totally took me to the Predator movie. <laughs> <laughs> and they even do... Um, Rex and what was his name? Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. No, it wasn't Rex. It was Cody and Hunter. I think, uh, do the, the handshake, the, um, the, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and gosh, I'm blanking. What's his name? Carl Weathers. When they do that, you know, the total like flex hand grab. Oh, Oh, good catch. But anyways, yeah, we will, we'll definitely be talking some bad batch at some point. One other thing I wanted to ask you is, um, okay, so my friend at work is is mostly a Star Wars film viewer. You know, he's oh. he's he's a big Star Wars fan, but he doesn't he doesn't watch the Clone Wars and stuff like that. You know, some people just aren't into that, um, or haven't given it given it a chance. I was one of those people. Yeah, right. So, him watching the Mandalorian. He, well, last year he seemed, you know, he was confused as far as Moff Gideon. You know, he, he, I think he still thinks that Moff Gideon is a Sith Lord. I don't really want to tell him anything. I don't want to ruin anything for him. So I just kind of, I guess, play along, you know, with the confusion. Yeah. I can see how you could think that because all big bads in um, Star Wars so far have been 
Sith Lords. So, Sith Lord? Yeah. <laughs> a Sith Lord? Samuel L. <laughs> uh, so I could see how just in movies, when just watching movies, he thinks there's like an emperor type or a Darth Maul type or, you know, or Vader type. So, you know, behind everything and uh, just can't really grasp the idea that, you know, no, sometimes like in the books a lot, there's like a rogue, not rogue, but like kind of like warlord type empire guys that kind of mm-hmm. take over the remnants of the empire and kind of like go on and, and attack and, and, and become almost like rebellious to the uh, new Republic. So if that's a new idea, it's kind of like hard to um, not think of as, as not, you know, as being other than, you know, being a Sith or something. So I can see how he thinks that. Yeah. Just, it kind of made me wonder, you know, that there's probably a lot of people out there that haven't watched you know, I mean, you, you last year at this time hadn't seen what any of the Clone Wars, right? Right. Yeah. I see this guy come out of the TIE fighter and there's this big black sword. I'm like, what is, what is that thing that he's using? You're like, it's kind of like an anti-colored sword or something. Uh, I had no idea what the background of that sword was, who, who wielded it, where it came from or anything. It's just a, just a guy with a black sword and, you know, black is is considered, you know, dark or, you know, evil or so obviously I'm like, okay, that's like a bad guy sword. <laughs> right. So don't really know too much in this. It looks pretty BA, but, um, you know, not much, not much to go on. They don't, the show doesn't really tell you, um, where you got it from or anything. You just, you just see them show up with it and you know, it's a big deal because they make a big point of it coming out and, uh, center of the screen mm-hmm. you know you can't miss it and it's and it's doing something pretty impressive cutting through a a ship like that so you know it's a powerful weapon yeah you know it's a, a lightsaber style of sword um, right but yeah i just i often wonder what what people think that haven't seen some of these things um like you know what you had just said that makes sense but then you know bo katan showing up so it's a big deal for those of us that know of her but it's really just oh cool more mandalorians i guess for everybody else that doesn't know who she is <laughs> yeah they're I, not that I, rare to begin with he's running into mandalorians every other show right <laughs> right yeah whereas like the in the first season you know they all kind of hang hang out in that covert and they said they only go out one at a time so they don't draw attention and then you get to this season and there's three of them showing up at once to rescue the Mandalorian and baby Yoda. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they, I don't know. It's just interesting. I guess I, I, I think that, I think that they're doing a good job of keeping it interesting for those that don't know some of these things. I mean, because you would think, okay, I just saw this, this black colored, uh, lightsaber, if you will. You know, what's that all about? I can't, you know, I got to keep tuning in every time, every episode. I got to see what's going to happen with that. And then, and then here with more Mandalorians showing up, I would think that people are like, oh, okay, is he going to, I guess all of us are probably thinking, okay, is he going to team up with those three again at some point? And right. how, is that, how is that going to work if he talks to the armorer again, who has basically been his, uh, I don't know if you'd call her a mentor. Right. I guess. 
to the to, to quest giver. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, if she finds out that he's run into Mandalorians that take their helmets off, she might try to turn him against them, maybe. I think there's going to be some conflicting thoughts with all of that. Yeah, this is kind of turned in more from like what we missed to like speculation show. I guess it has a little. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't really the plan. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time to 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 take to assess what we've seen so far and 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 see where it might be going in the future. Because yeah, um, no pun intended, but the sky's the limit, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Bo-Katan, you know she. She makes a point of grabbing that Imperial captain and wants to use him, right? You know, and then, then and then she mentions the Dark Saber by name. So she she obviously is that's her quest to, to, to go find it. I think we've talked about this. So I think there's gonna be a big payoff where her and um and the Mandalorian team up to go find Moff Gideon because you know the baby's not going to be safe until Moff Gideon is is taken care of. So, right. I think it's all going to tie into to to um after the baby is um in Jedi hands or as close to Jedi as possible, then then he's going to probably go try to team up with Bo-Katan and and uh, go find Moff Gideon. She gets the sword. He gets the peace of mind that Moff Gideon is taken care of, and all is well. And we can rest for the next. 25 years until Ray shows up with <laughs> yeah. stirring up the pot. <laughs> nice. Then the whole cycle starts over. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is there anything so, else we, was there anything else we missed in that episode? I think the director stuff was kind of big. Yeah. Not that I know. I think we did a pretty thorough job other than that. Okay. Yeah. I think that's something that, um, I think we've missed in all three episodes so far as we haven't touched on the, uh, on the directors at all of these, uh, John Favreau directed the first episode mm-hmm. chapter. What was that? Chapter nine. Um, and then I don't know the guys. I can't think of the guy's name for the second one. The Ant-Man guy. Oh, the Ant-Man guy. Right. Uh, Peyton Reed, Peyton Reed. Okay. Right. And now we have uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. I guess I'll just I'll spoil something for this week that I heard uh, yesterday was Carl Weathers. I think is directing this week's episode. Oh yeah, that that'll be interesting. I don't know if he's ever directed anything, so that'll be interesting to see how that one goes. They're giving him the uh, the directing uh, job, so that's that's pretty cool. Right, I like that guy. <laughs> I've always liked uh, Action Jackson. You know, I've right. been, <laughs> <laughs> always been a big fan of his. In uh, uh, you know, Predator, and when he was in um, Happy Gilmore, so oh, was he? Yeah, he was uh, Chubbs. Wow, it's been a really long time <laughs> since I've seen those. I mean, obviously Apollo Creed. Oh right, in Apollo yeah. Creed, of course. Yeah, I've, I've always liked him. He and and hearing him talk about Star Wars and some of the interviews he's been in in the last year or so, you can see he's just so like he is so excited about being in Star Wars. Oh man! <laughs> and, and it just, I mean, seeing his excitement makes it more exciting. 
uh, he's just, I like him. I hope he, I hope him, I, I hope him, I hope his character is around for a long time. Cause I, I like his character and I, I like him as, as a person. I think he seems like a really great guy. Yeah. I think he's a great, I think a great find to put Apollo, Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers, you know, action Jackson back in, uh, back in on, on a, on a show that, you know, it's very popular cause he's credible actor and you know, he, he brings it. Um, well, another, another, I forgot. Um, I was watching uh, Arrested Development, and he's in some of those. He's hilarious. He's <laughs> is is he really? Yeah, <sighs> he's like Tobias is an acting coach, and uh, he couldn't he, he couldn't be more hilarious in those in those episodes. So, see, I I don't remember that at all, and that show cracks me up. I'll have to go back and watch it now. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. You won't be disappointed. They're they're awesome when he's right. In. Like the only the only person that to mind is uh henry henry winkler i know he was in a bunch um he was the i think the lawyer for the right the bluth family but dude that's hilarious I'll, yeah i'll definitely have to look those episodes up because i really don't remember them so did you want to uh have a couple of those trivia things we do all right let's do it i've been wondering where they went they were at yeah all right well where the fun begins. Oh, this is going to be easy. Alright, I'm looking at both of them to, to decide which one I want to do first. Okay, so if Carl Weathers is, I'm slow, but if Carl Weathers is directing the next episode, you know he's going to be in it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I, I mean, we haven't seen Grief Karga or um, Cara Dune yet, so I think it's about we're we're hitting midway mid season here already. Jeez, so it makes sense that we're going to see at least him, probably her too, since I think they were working together at the end of last season. Right. So we're going to see the team, the old team, team up again. Maybe he'll talk about the the Mandalorians, the ones he just ran into, and and be like, we should join forces with them. Our team, their team, we got common goal. Yeah, it's possible. Don't forget about uh, Cobb Vanth. And Cobb Vanth, look at that. Yeah, it's the all star. <laughs> right, it's all-star the A team. Yeah, the A team. <laughs> but, but Cobb Vanth doesn't have his armor no more. What's he gonna wear? I mean, he's got the pretty sweet red sweater, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and I noticed the uh, the Moncal that was watching the Razor Crest drop down was also wearing a like a sweater, kind of like Cobb Vance. It was just blue. Oh yeah, I, I saw that. I think I think um, I also saw something like that. It's becoming popular now. Like it's like people turning people on to that type of sweater or something to, for people to buy. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> it's like some advertising in there. Right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Trivia question number one. God, it feels like it's been a while since we've done these. Uh, what system was the Millennium Falcon in when the Imperial fleet broke up? A, Hut Space. B, the 
Anout system, C, the Hoth system, D, the Dagobah system. The Imperial what? fleet broke up. Imperial fleet? That's the Empire. Yeah. I'm broke. not sure. Like, what? Hut space? That just. I don't know. Did They've never mentioned hut space, I don't think, in Star Wars. The yeah. Anot. Anot system? Anot system? It yeah. can't be. It's got to be Hoth, right? It can't be Dagobah. Yeah, it can't be Dagobah at all. Hoth is when they left Hoth. The Imperial fleet broke up. Like, split up? Yeah, I don't think they've ever split up, have they? I don't know. So when they leave Hoth, that goes right into the asteroid, asteroid field, right? Yeah. So it's got to be... It's got to be Hoth. I hope. I mean, because I don't feel like it could be any of the others. Maybe they mean by break up, they mean like getting hit by asteroids. And, and you know, because they go in that asteroid belt. Right. <laughs> Maybe literally break up. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. I mean, or or when when he's when Vader has to break away from the chase to go and talk to the Emperor. Right, to get a clear signal. Hmm. Alright, I'm gonna look at the answer. Oh Jesus. We're wrong. We're wrong? <laughs> yeah. How are we wrong? I don't know. What is if the an- anode system? Are you looking it up? No, of course I am. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> he might say oh, it. Oh, jeez. Does Admiral Piet say it? Uh, let's see. The Anote system was a solar system of the galaxy that was located between the planets Hoth and Bespin in the Anote sector. It notably contained the planets Anote and Pujol. Pujol? <laughs> okay, when did they mention that? Um, what? It's clearly mentioned when a message on the screen. I don't know. First appearance, Empire Strikes Back. Ah, there it is. But the quotation doesn't even mention it. Read the book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I mean, we were in the right movie, but. Oh, yeah. I yeah, I'd have to go back and watch to see if it's mentioned because that's weird. We were one sector, one one uh, system away, though. Yeah, I mean, we were in the. I mean, it it says between Hoth and Bespin, so we said Hoth. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll have better luck with this one. Yeah, I think we will. Which weapon short circuited? droid electrical systems a bowcaster b ionization blaster c lightsaber d blaster rifle um, b right yeah the ionization one yeah all right well we got that one <laughs> that one was a little easier okay we got our street cred back <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wouldn't be fun to go over two on clone army radio um, right all right, yeah, well, maybe uh, a listener out there knows when they mentioned the anode system. Yeah, listeners, let us know. All right, well, I guess, you know, 
<laughs> what we missed in other stuff and speculation. Didn't really plan on the whole speculation, but that's that's how it goes around here, around these parts. <laughs> <laughs> so fours, yeah. uh, I'll be seeing you in a couple days. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm counting the minutes. Right? Chapter 12. And Cologne Army Radio, as per use, you can check us out uh, on Friday as well, early Saturday morning. If you got anything to add or or correct us on or uh, or, or or bring up or just ask us the question in general, you know, uh, feel free to do it at our, our email, clonearmyradio at gmail.com. Or, you know, leave a review on iTunes or and if you like the show and you want to, you know, share it with your friends, I'm sure all the platforms are allow you to share, you know, to help us get the word out, you know, challenge everybody to at least share it with one other person and see if we can grow our uh, listener base and grow our little uh, a little corner of Star Wars. Add to our clone army. Right. Right conscript, on, man. Conscript more uh, clones into the clone army. Good stuff. Uh, thank you for listening. And Fours, may the Fours be with you. I'm totally stealing your name there. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> may the Fours be with you. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right we will catch y'all next time all right thank you thank you for listening to another episode of clone army radio email us with thoughts or questions at clonearmyradio at gmail.com please remember to click subscribe so you don't miss the newest episodes do it Admiral Viet. cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com cloud.